this will be a nice and short podcast because Stephen hated the movie, so we figured we got about 15 minutes worth of material. Sound about right? I didn't hate the podcast the movie. <laughs> I didn't hate the movie, Chris. Drink more coffee. It was just awful. <laughs> Chris, do you want to talk about how you're doing? First off, welcome to Dumpstat. Yes, welcome to the Dumpstat podcast, the only unofficial podcast of the No and No, it's the Dumpstat. Yeah, wait, flip that around. Blog. It's it's uh, No in the No in Here podcast, brought yeah. to you by Dumpstat. Yes. <laughs> wait, can we be our own sponsor? I think so. Fantastic. That's like a money shuffling thing around. So I would like to sponsor me. I am fantastic. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm I'm currently in the process of selling a house, and so I'm a little busier than I would like to be, especially for someone that doesn't have a job. Uh, you, you'll feel better when you get the money. It always works out. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. How much have you spent it? Spent of it already? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so you're getting X amount of money. You spent Y, and now you realize you spent more already. <laughs> uh, no, uh, maybe. Uh, well, you always get to buy one toy. I'm going I'm, I'm to need a dump stat to make me a little bit of money, though. Hey, uh, we've made eight dollars and twenty cents on uh, our first. Uh, adventure on there, uh, Druid in the Sewers. So oh, awesome. Considering it was a pay what you want, I'll take that as a win. Yeah, yeah great. So We're doing well. Yeah, well, you know. We are currently working on the sequel to that, and we've both got a lot of side projects going on. If you haven't checked out the blog in a while, definitely take a look. There's been some fun stuff on there. Steven's been working on kind of a mini-series of different tools and kits that you can use. The latest one was, well, there will be probably a new one by the time this one comes out, or at least one. But as of the recording, there's the Smithy tools? Smith tools? Smith's tool. That's a lot of S's. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah prior that, to that that's great for a podcast yeah exactly prior to that we had the i don't read them that much apparently um what i'm was, waiting what was it uh we had an excellent article <laughs> on the cobalt <laughs> so yeah i barely remember my name half mornings when i wake cooks up cooks utensils cooks utensils yes. yeah uh, and then the next one might be healer's kit or maybe tinker's, tinker's tools, tools or uh i haven't yet decided but they're great. Take a look at them because, well, at least take a look at them more than I do. Take a look at them. They add a really nice piece of flavor to the game. And I think that... It gives something for the players to do. It does. Uh, we In the downtime days is a direct tie-in. That was a fantastic post. Gives you something to have your players do, you know, when they're not out killing monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go to a city and most of the time you're like, okay, we're, you got two days before the next adventure. What are you going to do? And you just piss off two days. This gives you something that allows you to increase a certain, you know, skill build, make something, make a little gold on the side. Lots of stuff that you can do. It's a, I, I like it. It's a pretty fascinating article we've incorporated into our current campaign. Uh, unfortunately for Steven, there's contracts you can do. So there's now six people, in, players in our campaign. We added one, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. Um, I think she's going to be an excellent addition to the party. she's more like half. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully she'll be able to come a little more time. But she, I think she's going to be an excellent uh, addition. But now that adds one more person, I know I'm doing three contracts. <laughs> I know one person's doing one. I know one person's at least doing two. And someone else, God only knows how many he's doing. He has me helping him on some of his. So, good luck, Stephen. Thanks. But to the meat of this podcast, we did oh, a... No, let, let, okay. Let's talk about other things first. <laughs> We're killing. Stephen's trying to kill time. No, uh, let's, uh, let, let's uh, talk about... You, you have children. They're, they're, they're children. 
They're awesome. I love my kids. They're fantastic. Ah, uh, great. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Anything but what it, what we're supposed to talk about. Okay. We reviewed the movie Willow this but, week. But your kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, we reviewed it. 1998 movie, <coughs> <a> Lucasfilm <coughs> movie. Screenplay written by George Lucas, directed by Ron Howard. Uh, the sad thing is Stephen has no idea who Ron, Ron Howard is. I vaguely remember who he is. Um, he's Richie. Google knows um, who he is. Yeah, Richie from Happy Days. So let's just start off by saying 1988, I was 18 years old. Stephen was not even a twinkle in anybody's eye at that point. So... I was getting there. Four years later, I'll be there. Oh, God. Shut up. So, yeah. The movie, actually, I thought aged pretty well. Val Kilmer did not age well. Um, but, man, he, he was fantastic in the movie. We'll get to it in a while. Actually, he's done a couple good things lately. I take that back. Stephen was getting very mad at me every time I said this. The special effects in that movie were light they years were fine light years better than dungeons and dragons movie put out 12 years later how dare you talk about dungeons and dragons like that oh i will you know jeremy irons is a, a frequent listener of the pod yeah sure he we is call it the pod oh god i don't know you're young and hip <laughs> go ahead i i have no I, what are the kids saying these days huh apparently lucas conceived of this idea in 1972 Ooh, that would be before he came up with star wars i think i don't know so Aged well, I thought, uh, considering Stephen had never seen it. He had no reference to see how it aged, and he is going to spend most of this podcast laughing at me and bashing me. Let's get into it. It's a pretty simple story. Uh, 1977 is when Star Wars came out. Yeah. So just right after, or during the same time period. So let's see. The, oh, no, no, no. 1972 is when he conceived it. So yeah, before the, the, the Wars of Stars. Yes. A The quickest plot, I learned my lesson from last time where I don't just go off on tangents the entire time. Basically, there's a prophecy that a female child will be the downfall of some evil person. Uh, she, impri- she imprisons all pregnant women, tries to murder the child, but the child escapes thanks to a midwife. They run for what seems like days. They find a halfling hobbit village. Yeah, well, remember, <laughs> the warthog rat dogs find them. She puts the baby... We're getting too much in the middle yeah. of the show. We're going over the plot. Oh, okay. yeah. So goes to goes to Halfling Village. Yes. Halfling Village uh, sends out someone to go find, uh, take the child to the tall people. Yep. Village uh, shenanigans and Sue. We find Val Kilmer. We find brownies, which are little tiny people. So not halfling size, but pixies, even tiny pixies. Er, some dude realizes he's magical. Val Kilmer's character falls in love with the evil queen's daughter yeah quest 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 no reason she turns against her mother they go fight the big bad evil guy she dies because a freak act of nature uh and then he is lorded or the little tiny halfling returns home and everyone's so happy to see him that about sums it up yeah yeah, okay we're done podcast over i knew you're gonna go there so let's start off with the it's the beginning is so old testament let's talk about the beginning it's like okay Prophecy is going to come true. I am going to check all babies and slaughter them. It's Fucking like, children. holy shit. And then I mid- hate kids anyways. Yeah. I'm with it. Uh, I understand. Queen Bavmorda is apparently her name. I didn't realize that when we were watching it, but she has her head screwed on, right? Yeah. You realize the fact that you keep saying how much you just hate children, that that's why my kids bother the shit out of you. Because I'm like, Steven doesn't like kids. And since I've raised them, they're like, oh, fuck yeah. Then we're just going to torture them. So... Anyways. I realize I have this effect on children. Yes. Where they realize I don't like them and then they think it's funny to mess with me. They do. And you know what? And you know, I to, to be fair to myself, 
I like children when they're grown up. <laughs> Not when they're younger. Sorry, uh, <sighs> sister. Jericho and Lyra are very nice people. Anyways. Yeah, as much as he bitches, I know he likes my kids. Yeah. So My sister's children are the best. He's just killing time again. So like I said, Old Testament. Killing babies, then midwife takes baby. Runs away for what feels like several days. Yeah, I mean, by the end of her running away, it's newborn, and then the baby has a full head of hair. Well, and my problem is, like, it seems like these dogs are on her trail very close, but they show her stopping at night in front of a fire and, like, going to sleep with this small baby and then running the next day. So apparently these weird rat dog pig things weren't actually that close on her tail. Either that or they suck as trackers. Maybe they also went to sleep. Yeah, you know, everybody's going to rest. But I mean, it again, the time doesn't work. I mean, obviously, I've had two kids. Kids come out and they look one of two ways. They either look like monkeys or they look like lizards. So they either come out with a full head of hair or they come out bald. Uh, this is Chris's opinion. It does not reflect the opinion of Dumbstad Adventures or Stephen Banstrom. All kids are beautiful when they come out. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so the lizards don't have any hair. It takes a while for them to grow hair. So we go from a bald baby to full head of red curly hair. That doesn't happen in two days. You don't know. Yeah, I actually kind of This is a magical prophecy, baby. Uh, Their hair grows naturally faster. Anyways, when the, what are we calling? I'm calling them warthog rat dogs. Because they have that tail, that rat tail. uh, And they're fluffy. According to the Wikipedia, they are called Nokmar hounds. But yes, so yeah, they they look like a warthog. Actually, it looks like a dog. And they took a big shaggy coat, wrapped it around the dog, gave it like a weird prosthetic mask, and then put a rat tail hooked up to its to the the back of it. Yeah. So yeah. So they track the midwife down. The midwife happens to be by a river. Happens to find, you know, one of those little uh, things that you can put a baby in that will never flip over or sink, you know, just made of leaves and twigs and puts him and goes down the river. I don't know where we've ever heard that story before. I don't I know. put Old yay Testament. for youthful rats are the perfect size for a child yep. uh, right when you need them. Baby goes down the river. The issue I have with this scene is the baby's on a very shallow river. So the dogs run across the river, murder <laughs> the hell out of the midwife. And then they're like, nope. Can't go across this river. <laughs> River's too deep. Yeah. We'll get wet. <laughs> yeah, we'll worry about the baby later. So, baby's found by Willow, who's the main character. Obviously, that's the title of the movie. Yeah, I didn't realize that was his name until like halfway through. <laughs> by that point, you were working on, I don't know, your next post. So, yeah, I was getting annoyed with you. I was just like, you going to watch the movie? Yeah, I did watch. watch the movie. Thank you. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I put little people gnomes. Yay. Yeah. Uh, they're we st- called... Eldwin? Eldwins. Eldwins? Except for the racist people that call them pecs. Oh, Nelwyn is actually it. Nelwins. Uh, they did not enunciate that very well. Yeah, so that's what they call themselves until he leaves the village and then everyone calls him a peck. Yes. Uh, oh, yes, the Wikipedia calls them dwarves, so I can call them spirit. Yep. Uh, and then the humans are the daikini. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Cool. I learned something new. But yeah, so <laughs> the farmer is like, yeah, let's just push it down the river. It's fine. Yeah, his kids are like, Oh, his wife he, finds the baby. He has my idea of poor childbearing. Yeah, so the, he, the Willow has to go talk to the giant mean dwarf guy who seems to be in charge of the village. Except for, well, he seems to be the head of like the the guilds. Well, no, he just comes and is talking about seed or something. Yeah. Uh, burgle cut. Yeah, so then he, then the wife goes over, grabs the baby, says, you're mean, we can't. That killed. We well, can't send this baby away. We got to take care of it. Blah blah blah. Now we come into uh, 
important plot piece, which I don't know, is kind of weird, but Willow aspires to be a wizard. Sorcerer? Uh, sorcerer is okay. what they kept saying it. So clearly they don't believe in studying for it. They just believe if you got it, you got it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the, the grand sorcerer hasn't picked an apprentice in a while. Uh, it's, I guess, the yearly thing, thing yeah, to pick an apprentice. have to pick which finger is magical. Yeah, so he goes up. <laughs> so many jokes. Oh, God. Willow doesn't become the apprentice. Nobody does. He's bummed. He goes home, sees the baby. He's just like, uh, you know, we should probably tell the council. Oh, the village gets attacked. That's yes. right. Yes, by the, the evil Warhog. The village gets attacked by the Nakmar Howls. Warhog uh, Rat Dogs. Yep. They didn't really do much. They just kind of ran through the village a bunch of times. Well, no, they they started attacking anything well, that looked like it would have a baby a in it. Singular hound, yeah, and they were there. It was pretty useless. Yeah, the, the, the village warriors kill it. They did do so it was after a baby because it attacked a baby. Yeah, cradle, bed, cradle. Yeah, box. It, lo- it looked like a box with some cloth <laughs> around it. So Willow uh, goes home. Says, well, we can't handle this baby. Yeah. We got to turn it into the council. Well, he reveals the baby to High Aldwin, the village sorcerer, who declares the child is special and that she must be taken to the Daki. I love when he's like, let's see what the bones say. We must bring this child to the to the humans or the Eldwins. Or no, the Dakini. I'm sorry. Those are the humans in there, the big people. Rolls the bones. You know, Willow's right there with him. And he whispers to Willow, the bones don't say anything. So it's like, are you actually like the Grand Poobah Wizard, or are you just full of shit? Yeah, I saw those bones. They didn't have any carvings on them. <laughs> so he whispers to Willow, do you care for the child? Willow says, sigh, yes. Willow's going to take it. He's just like, uh, all right. He gets his best friend, who's uh, basically now Willow has become Frodo. His friend that goes with him has become Sam. One of the warriors says, I'll go. Migash is the Sam's name. Yeah. The uh, one of the warriors says, "I'll go with him." The big giant mean dwarf guy says, "No, you can't leave." Uh, Phil, v- or sorry, Tony Cox is the very powerful Vonkar warrior, and then uh, Phil Fondarcaro is the other fighter. Person. Yeah. So yeah. So the Grand Poobah uh, sorcerer of the village said, realizes that the big mean evil dwarf is a dick, and he says, "Oh, we need a leader." Uh, guess what? You're the leader. Yes. And so Mark off they go. Northover plays Burgle Cuts. Yes, Burgle Cut. So off they go yeah. on their green adventure. Before they leave, Poobah Wizard gives him magic acorns that yes. will turn petrify things. He never actually used it. He used two. When? Well, he dropped one. Yeah. And then in the final battle, he tried to use the other one. We'll get to that and what happens. See, yeah, you so he shouldn't the, have even been given them. He didn't use the them movie. at all. Well, you know, it's. They were it, useless. It's sort of like things in most campaigns where players are like, oh shit, I forgot I had that. I was saving it for an important battle. <laughs> this was the final battle. Everyone was dead except for you. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but there might be something after it. Yeah, exactly. This, this might not be their final form. Well, you know, it's going to. Be, we have to walk home and we'll bump into something yeah i used to be like real really bad about that in video games and then i was like you yeah. know what i'll just use it now yeah exactly you get it use it move on <laughs> and then i'm in situations like i really need another stim pack uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean how often do you actually look in your backpack when you're playing video games you're like battle 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 fuck uh they all walk for several days it seems like it, but it, again, the, the distances and the time it takes to travel distances. Well, I think they travel long days because they got short legs yeah. and don't 
go that far. But I mean, I there's there's the Lord of the Rings scene where they're in the mountains and they're trekking through the mountains and all you see are the shapes and the sunset in the back. Yeah, and then a little bit later they're on their way back, spoilers, and the person's like, hey, we can get there in two days. It's like, but I thought it took you <laughs> like a weeks to get here. They walked in a circle. They were lost. I, I was sold this as like a big epic quest and you guys are what? A day and a half away? Yeah, exactly. So they come to the crossroads. Yes, the Daikini crossroads. Yes. Apparently, uh, it's only for humans. And they figure, hey, this is a good place to camp out. You know, crossroads where humans go. Yeah, it's a perfect place to sleep. And lo and behold, we are introduced to introduced to Val Kilmer, Mad Mardigan. Uh, he's locked up in a cage. And, and mad is not a separate word, as I thought it was. Uh, mad Mardigan, one word. Mad Mardigan, yeah, one word. I didn't realize that. So I forget what the term is for like the cages that are hanging off the ground. Crow's cage. Crow's cage. Yeah, he's. We don't know why he's in there, but we assume it's something bad. He starts yelling at them, and we hear the first term of humans calling them pecs, which is obviously a derogatory term. And I'm not sure I get it. I don't either. Like birds peck at them because they're so small. Pecklings. Mm. I don't know. So he, they, they're like, oh, you're mean, you're evil, you got to be in there for a reason. Yeah, but the rest of the party wants to give the baby to Mad Mardigan uh, so that they can go home. But right. Willow and Migosh are like, nah. Yeah, he's a dick. Look at him. He's a dick. Interesting part of the scene. Before they go to bed, Mad Mardigan's teeth look like they're rotted. They're like this black, grayish color, which is like, hey, you know what? If you're stuck in a cage for an extended period of time and you're living in, uh, you know, fantasy medi- medieval times. Yeah. How do pe- people don't brush their teeth? How do your teeth stay pearly white? So they go to sleep. They wake up in the morning, and Mad Mardigan somehow has an, a clean rag, and he's wiping his teeth off, and they're pearly white all of a sudden. That was a weird part for oh, me. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, no, I did, because oh. I was watching. So I would if it was any good. Yeah, so they wake up, and <laughs> <laughs> one horse goes flying by. They try and, you know, flag it down. It doesn't pay any attention to him. Another horse goes flying by. Willow almost gets run over by the horse. Uh, Mad Mardigan's just like, they're like, I wonder what's going on. Mad Mardigan goes, yeah, something bad, probably a battle. And they look up and then there's a massive amount of troops. You know, Mad Mardigan's like, hey, that looks like a hundred, a hundred horsemen, 400 archers. First, I thought it was the evil Daikini. I was like, how come we're not running away? Why are we just waiting for these people to come? And then they appear and they're, you know, and, and, and this gets into the costumes. Yeah. If you're a good guy. Well, isn't, first off, it is an army led by Arik, Ark Thalbear. Yes. Who knows Mad Mardigan? Yeah, an old friend of Mad Mardigan's. And they're marching against Bavmorda. Yes. They wear gold and yeah. silver, right? You know, yeah, obviously. I don't know why I thought they were evil when they're so shiny. Yeah, obviously good guys. You know, in the opening scene when we see the castle, dark, bleak, black, everyone's dressed in black. Black, 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 black. It's. Look how. Evil I am with all my black clothes. You know, the the costumes are simple and clarify. Okay, (laughs) if I could take a moment to talk about the costume. Why does the queen look like a nun? And she has mummy clothes. Like, basically, like, her (laughs) undergarments look like she is part mummy. And then she has, like, the nun uh, abbot thing on top of the mummy outfit. It's weird. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the uh, wardrobe in this one. I'll give you that. Dungeons and Dragons did it better. Oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> that was the first time that sentence has ever been uttered. <laughs> yeah. And the last. The leader of the troops, whose name I have forgotten, talks to Mad Mardigan. Mark. Yeah, Mad Mardigan's like, let me out. I can help Thou win bear. the war. And he's just like, no, you're in the cage for a reason. You have no loyalty to anybody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and he's like, ah, I always imagined you being in this, like, I, I always knew a cage would eventually get to you. Yes. Or you would get to the cage. One of those. 
So cages don't they by themselves. Yeah. Mad Mardigan's left in the cage. We have a flash. uh, We have a cut to another scene where we see that the evil queen has tasked her daughter to find the baby and she's not doing so well. The queen's pissed. She gets her evil giant henchman who has that giant skull mask. Not really a helm. It's just a mask. Yeah, uh, his name is General Keel. K-A-E-L? Kale? Yes. So the daughter's feeling a little... I knew Kale was evil. Yeah, it is. The daughter's feeling a little shunned. She's just like, mommy doesn't love me. She doesn't trust me. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the big bad henchman evil guy is just like the evil grin. Like, yeah, I can do it better than a woman. And off they go to keep finding the baby. So we cut back. Apparently... The army... Finishes moving on. Yeah, but it, again, a timing issue. It seems like an army that big might take a couple hours to go through, and it seems like it. There's took, only a few hundred men. It still seems like interestingly it enough, uh, in World War One, when Germany was first marching through Belgium, like there were reports from a journalist saying, like, uh, like the massive size of the army, like they watched it going through like the small village, and it was like going on for like days, just like marching through, and it's like by the end of it, like they were so exhausted seeing all these men walking through, like it was just like mind numbing how many people there. So yeah. Anyways, now they can't. No one takes the baby. No, no. It's for some reason, those going into battle don't want a baby. Dicks. But they didn't know that this was a prophecy baby. Magic baby. Yeah, that will help them defeat Madmorva? Magmorva? Evil Queen. Bavmorda. Yeah. So now the other El- Nelduins say, we're sick of this. We want to go home. Nelwins. The... Oh, well, no, they already left before the army. Because they immediately left. Oh, yeah, those dicks were just like yeah. the evil yeah. giant dwarf. After the army leaves, they decide to free Madmardigan, and they hand the baby over to him, and he promises to be the best father ever. Yeah, you know that's going to go poorly. So off they go. So Val Kilmer, um, his first scene, he spends about 10 to 15 minutes of his screen time in a cage. Yep. Yeah. So Willow and his buddy start marching home. They're like, mm-hmm. we're going to be heroes. This will be great. They'll I give us medals. Like a hero. Yeah. And as they're trekking home, a hawk flies by with a crying baby <laughs> ridden by a brownie. Two who- brownies. Two oh, brownies. No, no, only one brownie. Yeah, you're right. One of which is Kevin, uh, and the brownie's Kevin Pollock. So there's our. So we have two people that are semi-famous, have stars, probably B-listers at this point, and and Kevin Pollock and Val Kilmer. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So they chase after the brownies, and then they get trapped, uh, and then they're rescued by the fairy queen, whose name is apparently Sherlindria. I missed that. Or Cher, yeah. for short. Excellent, we'll call her Cher. She tasks, uh, she says, the baby trusts you, Willow. Yeah. And he's like... Tells Willow that the baby is Alora Danon, the yes. future empress of Tur Aslan, which she, is apparently the place that we're in. Yeah. And she likes him. She and, trusts him. Oh, she also calls it Bavmorda's Bane. Nice. That's another good one. Yeah, you know, no one uses the word Bane very often anymore. Uh, except, you know, the last Batman movie where the... Bad guy was banned. Stephen doesn't watch, like, doesn't like superheroes, and I won't forgive him for that. Superheroes are boring. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Oh, no. look, I'm Superman. I can't be hurt. Well, by Superman anything. is boring. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But Batman, I'm so rich, nothing can beat me. Ooh, 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 I've ooh. been a Batman fan since I was a kid. What about Daredevil? I yeah, love. You know what? Daredevil. Batman's superpowers, money. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a great line. He's like, "What's your superpower again? I'm rich. That's yeah. a fucking great line. Great." 
Someone uh, all the kids can look up to be. Yeah. I've always liked Daredevil. I've always liked The Flash. They're great. I'd like to run really fast. And Daredevil, have you watched the Netflix series? He gets the shit kicked out of him constantly. No, I it's haven't watched awesome. the Netflix series because I don't like fucking superheroes. Please forgive him. I have a feeling we're going to lose one of our, like, you know, nine listeners because of this. It's probably more like 18. Ooh, 18. Excellent. Thank you, all 18 people. Back to the movie. I'm one of those 18 people. So and I'm leaving after that comment about how <laughs> someone might leave because I don't like superheroes. <laughs> Anyways. So... The Fairy Queen gives Willow, like, this all-powerful wand, tells him... Now, this is basically quest number two. Quest number one and quest number two are the same thing, but now he's really tasked with the quest because it's by a magical being. I have to wonder how much he likes magic. Because if I was given a magical wand, I would be using it immediately and all the time. (laughs) But he's like, all right, I'll just stick this weird stick into my backpack and never think about it again. Yep. So now he has magic acorns and a wand. The fairy queen says, you know, the baby trusts you because apparently she speaks speaks baby. And I think it's kind of easy to see the emotions of a baby. I mean, they're all just like they they do a lot of cut scenes to the baby with the baby crying or the baby making this weird face when somebody says something. Well, they have to the cut to laughing. just the baby's face because they can't have her in all the scenes. There's there's certain laws. You cannot have a baby on set all the time. So it's probably just like a fake baby the majority of the time. And then they have like random moments where they cut to it. Because they only can only have, I think, the baby on set for like two or three hours a day. Okay. Or I really feel like you're making you know, some of this shit up. No. You can only have a baby. Like, you can only have small children on set. He's for looking a, it up. For like a very short, limited amount of time. So do you just do all the baby scenes then, like, in one shot and call it a day? Probably. That's smart. Yeah. They did use a lot of green screen work in this film. They didn't uh, have green screen back in 1988. I bet they did. Uh it just wasn't very good. Anyways, I'll continue while Stephen like proves me wrong. So off they go. Willow sends his buddy Sam home because he's like, I don't want anything bad to happen to you because I need a best friend when Sam's I get back. Sam's name, thank you very much, is Migosh. Migosh. Oh, he is the original Sam. Yeah. If if you go by movies, not with books. No. Out. You know, Migosh is just like, are you sure? Blue and goes home. Method was developed in the 1930s at RKO Radio Pictures. Fight me, bitch. Yeah, blue screen. Not green screen. You They're specifically said thing. green screen. Green screen and blue screen use the same technology. Nope. nope. You said green screen. I'm right. You're wrong. So Willow's off by himself. Yes. Willow goes off. Well, no. No. He is not by himself. He has two brownies. Oh, yeah. Frangine and Rule. So they, and they, they're comic relief. Poor comic relief. And off they go. I found Rule very annoying. That's Kevin Pollock. Yeah. So they go off on their own. Starts to rain. No, they're looking for the sorceress. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, yes, that's the quest that she's apparently going to take the wand and help defeat the evil queen. Oh, hey, apparently that was her personal wand that she gave to Willow. So now yeah. she's useless. She's lived in the forest in this bright, shimmery light. She can just disappear whenever she wants. Yeah. How come she doesn't do anything? Why does she send him off to go find it's, another sorceress? It's very Lord of the Rings where you have, I can't remember, you know, the, the quest. Qu- the queen and she just shows up in Lord of the Rings and says, "Here's what you need to do, but I'm not going to help you." Kind of like Gandalf, hmm. um, the worst wizard ever, level one wizard. He casts casts light. No, no, he is either a paladin, no, because he uses a sword all the time, no, or a bard. I'll give you bard. Except he's dual wielding with a quarter staff and a long sword. Doesn't he know that you can't do that? I think he's a fighter wizard. I think actually, he, I guess I, technically, if you took two weapon fighting, you could do quarterstaff and a 
longsword because they have different stats. Ooh, for what about a games. monk with a dip into wizard? Because he doesn't really. Eh, he, he doesn't back Yeah. Or run on water. But he's the worst wizard ever. He has, uses light. That's it. Bard. That's, that's, that's the Bard. Only, But he doesn't have a loot. Bard's just crappy wizards. I give you that. That's a debate for another day. <laughs> so it starts raining. He stumbles upon a a Dakini inn. He goes in, you know, soaking wet with the pixies, brownies, whatever the fuck we're calling them. And yes, into a bar. Yeah. And gets ridiculed. Someone throws lettuce at him when he asks for milk. They keep calling him Peck. So he gets knocked over and falls into this room. Lo and behold, there's a woman saying, if my husband catches you, you're going to die. And who is the philandering male? No one else but Mad Mardigan. Huh. Then you describe... So, yeah. So the three of them find Mad Mid Mardigan at a tavern. Where he's disguised as a woman to hide from Lug, a cuckolded husband. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize a cuckold is the husband of an adulterous wife. Oh, God. That's interesting. He's just reading from Wikipedia, aren't you? I can't see. Oh, you cut your life. Well, yeah, of course I'm reading from Wikipedia. I didn't pay attention to this movie. God damn it. So, Matt, he starts yelling at Mad Mardigan. I didn't realize there was a word for that. Cuckold? Yeah, cuckold. Cuckold. You've never heard that term before? I heard it. I just didn't know what it meant. And I found it interesting that they were using it here. Oh, such a naive boy. Anyways... So how old when ancient with information and knowledge, Chris. Anyways. How old are you when this movie came out? You already said. Eighteen. I forgot. Willow starts yelling at Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan is like putting on like, you know, a dress and covers his face up with a little cloth. Yeah. And then Lug tries to seduce her. Yeah, which is kind of gross. No, he says, Hey, do you want to breed? (laughs) I mean, that's his line. Romance is not dead. Uh, I'm gonna Go up to my wife and ask that. <laughs> yeah, wait. Of course, she'll be guy, confused. For the kid guy that doesn't want kids. That's how I have two kids. I went up to my wife and said, hey, baby, want to breed? And after she punched me in the face, we had two kids. So so it worked, is what you're telling me. Yes. All you would-be people out there, go and find yourself a mate. Ew. Ask them if they want to breed. Oh. So, Please don't do that. Women are not objects. Oh God, that's disgusting. Or if you're asking another man, that's not how that works. Nope. Um, <laughs> just as about Lug is discover Mad Mardigan as guy, in comes the evil people from the Queen. They're looking for a baby for some reason in a bar. <laughs> and that's where I find a bar. There's no. That's how babies usually. St- that's where they come from. Then you know because yes. you. Uh, and I should say her name uh, of the queen's daughter's name is Shorsha. We yeah. haven't said that yet. Shorsha? She's Shorsha. I hate all those S's. Yeah. So she comes in, yep. gathers everybody up, realizes that uh, there's a baby because Mad Morgan's taking the baby from Willow at this point to fend off Lug. Yep. They go out there. The a brawl begins, and then Shorsha. Everyone... Well, Shorsha's like, "Give me the baby." Shorsha. Shorsha says. To, yeah, says to Mad Mardigan, and she still thinks this woman, give me the baby. And he gives her a little shove, and she's just like, eh, you're, a very, you're a very strong man, then, or a very strong woman. And she, he was like, you're a very pretty woman. Yeah, and she pulls off the thing covering his face, says, you're a man, you know, you're a man, and you hear in the background from Love going, you're a man! <laughs> and he's just like, so before we get started here, I want to introduce you to Lug. Lug starts a brawl. Arrow, 
hijinks ensue. Yep. Willow, Mar- Mardigan, and the brownies then escape, and they go to the lake where Raziel lives. Traveling for an unspecific amount of time. Well, well. So after the brawl and they're escaping, they are on some wagons, and there are some high, intense octane wagon scenes. Wagon fighting, which is really funny. Because on all the scenes where they're like panned out, where you can see like the horses traveling after the wagon, <laughs> yeah, you, you were... can see they've actually sped up the film because <laughs> horse legs don't move like that. You were you couldn't stop laughing at that scene. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, hey, look, they sped it up. I'm like, what do you expect them to do? I expect them to go at 50 miles per hour on those horses while am... they're filming. So yes. I don't mean for this to come out wrong, but finding a stuntman for the character of Willow, seems like it might be kind of hard. Is it because he's a little person? Yeah. Okay. That's that's That seems like it would be difficult, so just speed the film up. Eh, or I think they just did it for safety purposes. God, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> it was probably for the horses, not the people. Oh, yeah, I don't care about the people. <laughs> Horse lives, though. They're, they're the ones that matter in that scene. Yes. And the brownies. Yeah. I don't know how they found such little people to beat the brownies. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Speaking of, the, the CGI for the brownies... Not too shabby for uh, the time. Well, not not CGI because that's computer generated. But the special effects for the brownies, not too bad. They they obviously did a lot of work uh, trying to make sure that they um, like they were tracking them correctly with like the ground and stuff like that. There there weren't too many moments where I was like, that mm, yeah. Ugh. Well, ugh. it was Lucasfilm uh, yeah. movie, so they had probably the best and technology they were at the time with all that Star Wars money. Hell yeah, they were. So after the wagon battle. Which, you know, you get to see some of the beginning of Mad Mardigan being like, oh, yeah, I am a badass. Not too much. And then he immediately throws away he's any fighting. weapon he gets in his hand. He's yeah. just like, all right, done with this. Yeah. That, that, and that's always been a problem of mine with movies, especially like in gun battles. Hold on to your weapons. That's why I like John Wick. I really do like the John Wick movies because... I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my God. Oh, this is causing me pain. It's not a fantasy movie. We can't watch it for D&D. No, we can't. But that's what I like. It's He's like, he kicks the shit out of people. He runs out of bullets. He kills somebody. He picks up their gun and starts shooting them with their gun. Yeah, that's what you do. Hey, my gun's empty. I just shot this guy. I'm going to pick up his gun and shoot more guys. Yeah. Oh, they dropped guns. I'll pick those up. I have actually seen, I think it was like the introduction scene to like John Wick and like the first movie because someone in our group made me watch it. Uh, and that was, that was very fun. Keanu Reeves is. Yeah. Brought back the action hero. Dude, he's, he's a, 50. Really? Yeah. You want to talk. He's aged great. Yeah. You want to talk about someone that made a deal with the devil? I would like to make a bunch of money so I can age that well. Oh, God damn. If I, I look horrible and I'm only 48. I mean, I look like death. Oh, I can't imagine what you'll look like in two years. Exactly. Um, actually, Probably just a skeleton. Actually, another digression. I like actually just. From, Skeletor. Yeah. I already look like Skeletor. My kids ruined me. <laughs> I actually read an article today. I guess Keanu Reeves was on a flight. And it was like a jumper flight from somewhere like in California or somewhere else in California. And they had to make an emergency landing. So they were only, they were like a two hour drive from LA, which was the original, uh, destination of where they were going. And by the time they were gotten on the flight, it would have taken like six hours. So people were like, Oh, we'll just drive. Keanu Reeves was on that flight. He rents a van, gathers up a whole bunch of people, puts them in the van and drives them to LA. Now, two issues with that. He's awesome. Because I guess he just was driving the van and just shooting the shit with people and like being that weird like dad like guy that like driving by and he's like, look, this town has three hundred and sixty thousand people in it. Little fact, it was just going on entertaining them. Second one, do you really want to get in a van with a guy who started in speed? 
I mean, is there one person to going? To be fair, oh, actually, he did drive the bus out. Yeah, <laughs> is there someone always in the van going? Please keep it the speed limit. Please keep it the speed limit. So, yeah, how many speed jokes were there? Yeah, probably a lot. Uh, but I mean, he took pictures. Like, there's pictures all over Twitter with him. Uh, I mean, people took videos, yeah. and that you hear about him doing that a lot. He's just a nice guy. Yeah, and you know, I think he's very divisive as an actor. There's a lot of people that just doesn't like him as an actor, but they like him as a person. My yeah. wife's one of those people. But like, I, he's really, I would say, uh, his, I like him the best in Constantine. Like, he played oh, he that was character, like, awesome in that. Ama- like, sorry, we're we're talking about Willow. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the we review Keanu Reeves podcast. Okay, we'll go back to it. Um, so they've escaped. They yes. now get to the. Uh, let's go back to talking about Keanu Reeves. That was more interesting. Yeah. They get to the river because Mad Mardigan has is is wishy washy about taking him. He's like, "Oh, you're going the same way I am." So he goes, gets him there, and yes, it, it's it's a lake, not a river. Yeah, they see the island. They like, we can get a boat in this village. Uh, this village is trash, and there's nobody there. Yeah, but there's a boat. Well, they arrive at the lake to an abandoned village. There's a lot of abandoned villages in this movie. I'm just gonna let you. Well, know. the queen's like just rampaging. Only they're pregnant women. Was this village no, she's still, only pregnant women? I think she's trying to take over like the whole Yeah, but you still land. need peasants. Peasants to mm. farm the land and to send those crops to you. You mm. can't just kill everyone. That's that's ruling 101. If everyone's dead, you're going to be dead soon because you can't farm that much. Because you're point. a stupid nun queen with mummy garments under. Yeah. For your undies. Long johns? Long johns. Yes. They find a boat. Willows. Yeah. And Mad, Mad Mardigan, Mardigan leaves. Yeah. Because he, he's a dick. Well, yeah, but he, he, in his, in fairness, he said he'd get him there. And Willow was just like, Hey, Mad Mardigan. He turns around. And he's like, Thank you. Mad Mardigan looks kind of sad, but still leaves. Yeah. And it's just like, Take care of that baby. Yeah. So, so he gets in the boat to go find the, the all powerful. And he leaves the baby behind with, with the brownies. The, fantastic idea. Gets to the island. I will say at this point, the brownies have been more useful than that dwarf in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah. Uh, the anybody. they actually fight someone. Yes, and they do. win. Gets to the island, technicality, but still. Yeah, uh, it looks they do, can't find this all powerful sorceress. Gets bummed. Here's a voice. The sorceress has been changed into a muskrat. Apparently, uh, according to the Wikipedia, muskrat. it's a possum. Fuck, that is not a fucking possum. <laughs> she even <laughs> says she's a muskrat. Yeah, I'm really confused by that one. So it's a muskrat. Maybe He's this just is like, a different Willow film, a better Willow film. No, I can imagine the possum. Being what makes the film better. Stop. He's like, oh, she's like, I was turned into a possum by whatever the evil queen. Yeah. By whatever the. Yeah, now I'm so confused. <laughs> by the evil queen. I wonder if muskrats are a part of the possum family. Yeah. He's like, God damn it. She's like, take me over. He tells her he has the wand. He's supposed to give her the wand to defeat her. She's like, holy shit, you got the wand. You can change me back. So they get in the boat. They row back. They get back to the land. They're now all of a sudden all happy in rides. Uh, the bad guys with Mad Mardigan in chains saying, you know, and they think immediately that, oh, he's a traitor. They gave us in. And there's an interesting one line in that where, you know, Willow and the Pixies, Brownies, whatever the hell they are, say he's a traitor. That he led him to she us. She does not look like a muskrat. No. Muskrats do not look like whatever the fuck she was. No, she's a possum. I have no idea. She and, doesn't look like a possum either. Yeah. And the big bad evil guy on the horse says, see, Mad Mardigan, we didn't need your help to find him. So he turns out Mad Mardigan didn't rat them out. I thought that was an important part because otherwise Willow would hate him. Yeah. Uh, they get the baby. They put the possum sorceress in a bag 
yeah, knowing I don't know somehow why they just grab the possum yeah. muskrat thing. The pixies hide because the brownies hide because they're smart, and they well, and no one can see them because they're so small. Yeah, they put Willow. You know, they take Willow and tie him up, and off they go with the baby. Why they don't just kill people? I do not understand. I don't get it either. When you, when you are part of an evil army, killing people is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, exactly. Just shink. Hey, look, the movie's over. Perfect. Ta da! That would have been great. Yeah, and the movie ends. The I would have thought the movie was better for it. Yeah. So I here's the here's another part. They put the muskrat possum weird little creature in a bag, somehow figuring out to use a sorceress. They tie them and up. Not just a random yeah. You know, if she had just shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. and not oh, that's said if she talked, that's yeah, right. She fucking talked. Like, shut up, make a little chitter. And then run off. They're yeah, not going to catch you, and then you can come by and help and later. You could have, like, the uh, pixies, the uh, brownies could have ridden, ridden you like a horse. Um, oh, my. Oh, my. So off they go. But they don't take the wand. They take the they take the sorceress, but they don't, they just, ah. Well, that's because it's that, a stupid stick. That stick in his thing that looks like a wand doesn't look important. And why Willow doesn't try using it, I don't know, because he's an idiot. Yeah. Well, actually, he's used it once so far, and he used it to launch himself off the ground onto a tree branch. Yeah. And then he was like, I will never touch this thing again. Good point. Because that will fix all the plot holes in this movie. So they're marching along. Yep. The evil daughter kind of... And, sure, sure. Yeah, and Mad Mardigan flirt a little bit. Well, no. So they are, for some reason... Brought up into the snowy mountains. Which... They flirt on the way to the snowy, snowy mountains. Wikipedia oh, misses true. some shit. So no, I remember now. Yeah, because then she kicks him in the face, and he's like, "I hate that leg." Yeah, because she... it kicked me. Yeah, she. I'm gonna break your leg because you kicked me in the face. She's like, <laughs> "You're tied up." They get to the snowy mountains. Personally, I like Sorsha more than Mad Mardigan. Yeah, I like Mad Mardigan. So they they still haven't killed him. They're in a they set camp in a snowy mountain. Yeah, I, did, I, I don't remember them ever walking through a snowy mountain. Shortcut. Is it? <laughs> mountains are always shortcuts, right? Snowy mountains are, are known for being very hazardous and taking a long time to get through. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, plot. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so. They're up there. The pixies apparently have love dust. Yeah, that was weird. The, somehow it gets sprinkled on... Well, before that happens, Willow tries to restore Razel with the stupid oh, stick. Yeah. Turns her into a crow. Uh, this says a rook. Turns her into a fucking bird. <laughs> a black bird, also known as a raven. Yeah. Or so, a crow. So, or a rook. Apparently, she can talk fine as a possum muskrat creature, but when she's a crow, she has to sound part crow and... <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. Uh, Willow is not a great sorcerer, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so then the brownies help them escape. Mad Mardigan is accidentally dosed with love dust. And... Because we always keep that on us. Yes. And when they go to steal the baby, sees yeah. the... Well, he sneaks off from the rest to declare his undying love for Sorsha. Well, he's the one that goes into the tent where yeah. the baby's with Sorsha, sees her, and is like, I am madly in love with her. Goes over, starts declaring his love for her. The, the brownies and Willow are like, what the fuck are you doing? Grab the baby. What the fuck? And th this whole romantic thing goes on, and Willow's just like, fuck this, walks in, grabs the baby. Fuck this shit, I'm out. And they start walking away. Then the guards come in with being like, look what we found, the peck with the baby. And he's holding him up, and she's just like, man, Martigan, traitor, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He cuts down the tent. They cut their way out. Somehow yeah. Willow still has the baby. They There's no guards in the village at any point in this. Yeah, this is a weird, like... Because it's an army encampment in the mountains. 
There were no guards around the prison cells. Probably because they're in the mountains. They figure, there's nothing up here. It's cold. They'll die. Yeah, we got to stay warm. So they go to escape. They get on a shield, obviously a tower shield. Yes. And go sledding down the mountain with the baby. Now, this baby has been through a wagon well, fight. And the brownies are left behind. Yes, they're always left behind. They Oh, the brownies, that's right. That's how they escape. The brownies catch up with them. How the hell do they catch up with them in such a short period of time? The brownies help them escape. That's how all this happened. They get on the tower shield, and down the hill they go. Yeah, they sled down the tower shield, which surprisingly looks like a sled. Weird. Well, Uh, the only time you see that is when they go off one of the cliffs, and you're like, huh, that's a toboggan. But yes, so they slide down for what feels like minutes down this mountain. It's my favorite scene. So now, and then a couple more minutes go by, and they're still sliding down the mountain. Yes, the baby has now been sent down a river, chased by rat dogs, sent down a river by itself, uh, carried through a beautiful forest. Yes, ridden had gotten stolen by a giant hawk. I think it was a regular sized hawk. It was just a small baby. Yes, Uh, talked to a fairy princess. Has gone to a bar. Yeah, has been part of a bar fight. Has a wagon fight scene. Has been kidnapped. And now go sledding. For me, I think this says that this baby will be well-rounded due to all these experiences. This baby needs some fucking therapy after this. Luckily, babies don't remember this shit. Yeah. So down the mountain they go. Okay. Yeah. They go down the mountain to another village. Now, there is a lot of... It's semi-abandoned. Yeah. There is a lot of, you know, before the, you know, before they go down, Mad Mardigan and the lady, the, the Sorsha. Sorsha? I can't fuck it. That's, I'm just calling her the, the evil daughter. I think they changed it a couple of times. I do. I agree. Uh, or like each character had their own way of pronouncing her name. Yeah. There's a lot of like lovey-dovey looks. So they get to this village. There's another scene. Mad Mardigan falls off the sled at some point and just starts tumbling down. And you are just like, oh, God, he's going to be in a giant snowball. Willow goes crashing into a a tavern, a, ta- a, a hut. Hut? Yeah, hut's, hut's a better word. Comes out with the baby. No problem with the baby. I mean, he went crashing into this thing. Baby's fine. Looks up. Here comes Mad Mardigan yeah, in a giant snowball. Resilient. Yeah. So, yeah, Mad Mardigan slams into this hut thing. Uh, and then they find... Well, no, they come, the, the bad guys are chasing them on horses. Oh, yes. <laughs> How the fuck did the horses get down the mountain? The horses had sleds for hoods. <laughs> That's my personal theory. It's <laughs> like, what? Because this is a pretty fucking steep mountain. And anyways, they, the, the, the villagers are like, holy shit, you gotta hide. Here they come. They go down into the little hidden compartment under the hut, and there are the remaining soldiers from the battle that we saw with the troops that were going across the crossroads. Who's the guy that's still alive? That Ark. leader? Ark. Ark. He's just like. A-I-R-K. Ark. Yeah. Eric. Eric. It's Eric. The it? Yeah, I think that's how they pronounce it. Oh, I don't know. They're like, yeah, they're like, uh, all my troops got slaughtered. I think Mad Mardigan punches him in the face for leaving him in the, uh, in the cage. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, yeah, all my people got slaughtered. You can see the look on Mad Mardigan's face like, fuck you, I told you. And then Mad Mardigan proclaims his loyalty to the Nelvin and promises to protect Willow and Alora, which is the baby's name. Is that where he starts, is that's where he starts telling Willow like he's just a thief and can't be trusted? Is that that scene? I think so. Yeah. And, you know, to Mad Mardigan's credit, I think it was after, I don't remember. Oh no, they, they, the, the Sorsha comes down the stairs. She finds the trap door. She comes down by herself. They grab her, put her knife to her throat, go back up, say, everybody back up, everybody back up. They hide in the hut for a second. That's where, uh, Eric says, you can't trust Mad Mardigan. He's just a thief. And to his credit, he doesn't deny it. He just kind of gives him a sad look. But Willow's just like, 
oh, fuck you. I trust him. This guy's been all right. You know, he, he's helped me out. And, yeah. you know. I think, you know, Mad, Mad Mardigan is supposed to be a complex character that has, you know, like, obviously he cares about this child, even though you didn't think he did at the beginning. And He's a redemption hero. Yeah. So out they go. Here's a great scene. They have the knife to her throat, and they say, drop your swords or we'll kill her. Literally a second later, they all drop their swords. I was like, really? That's how it works? <laughs> Fantastic. They grab some horses and they escape. Yep. Uh, now we have a little and more. And then they immediately fast travel to a castle. Well, on the way to the castle, we have a little more romantic plot. Sorsha is just like, you said all this lovey-dovey stuff to me. Oh. Mad Morgan's like, oh, I did. I don't know. I don't remember. I think I feel that way. Yeah. And then she escapes. She gets pissed at him, punches him, falls off the horse. He chases her. She kicks him in the nuts, starts running away. You see the bad guys following up. Willow's just like, get back on your horse, you stupid human. He does. Off they go. Yep. Uh, and she escapes to tell General Kale, skull face dude, uh, where they're going. They arrive at the castle. Apparently the castle is known as Tur Aslan. I missed that part. Mm-hmm. Which is also the name of the kingdom? The land? The I guess so. Yeah. The plane? The I don't know. I don't know. Uh they discover that it is overrun by trolls mm-hmm. and the have inhabitants have all been cursed by Bav Morda. Yes. Now this is where now uh, at some now all of a sudden the 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 what's the good witch's name, the good sorceress's name, I can't remember. Yep. She comes flying in, starts talking in that annoying crow voice. Uh, she has not been seen too much at this point. <laughs> Who knows where the fucking brownies are? And I thought they were writing her. Ew. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The and brownies kind of disappear and reappear in like weird places. I'm yeah. like, I didn't know you were in that pocket. Mad, <laughs> Mad Mardigan's pissed. He's like, God fucking damn it. There, you promised me there'd be people here. We're screwed. And goes storming off. Immediately finds the armory and is like a kid in a candy store. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Starts grabbing crossbows. Finds Sword, the one armor. beautiful set of armor. That he immediately slaps on. Can so I, now he's no, but the I, whole, this whole time he's been, he, so we see him in a cage. Then he wears a dress for most of this. They finally give him normal clothes and then he puts on armor. Can I just say, uh, no, no you may not. That at this point, when he gets the armor, he also gets a stupid hat. No, and that's, that's a kind of a running theme in this movie. Stupid hats everywhere. I still like the other big bad evil guy skull mask thing. Yeah. Well, uh, the nun queen person. With the mummy long johns. She has a stupid hat. It's the nun thing. Yeah, Skull Guy has these weird curly ear flap things on yeah, the side of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skull Mask, dude. General Kale. Sorsha has a... Well, Sorsha and Mad Mardigan both have like those weird Hun helmets that have little feathers on the top of them. Yeah, and her hair is a little crazy. Uh, and then Willow's wife, Kaya, also has uh, a stupid hat. It's like a weird little nun thing as well. Oh, that's right. And she cut off her ponytail in the very beginning to give it to willow for good luck right yeah that was weird that was like such a stupid part <laughs> so back to the movie yeah and then back several the other people have stupid hats yeah. i felt like putting on a hat just so i could join the stupid anyways they mad martin comes out dressed in his armor and he's just like okay now i'll fight yeah so he for they the bad guys are coming up he and now the bad guys somehow the the well no he was no i don't know where he came from but the General Bad, Kale yeah. arrives with all of his people because yeah. Sorcerer told them where they were going, and so they start storming yeah. the castle. So they, they're riding up, and just in the nick of time, Mad Mardigan closes the gate and puts the thing, the the bar to seal it. Even though there's a porcullis, where you could just probably cut something and drop that to have two layers. Nah. Too much work. Yeah. So 
there's the there's the montage scene where they're like, we can't get in. We have to get a battering ram. So the bad guys go out into the forest and start chopping yeah, down a tree. This probably takes them probably about an hour or so, yeah. you Matt, would think. Yeah, Matt Mardigan sets up reinforcements by himself. He's got crossbows everywhere. And, and Willow... I don't know what the fuck oh, Willow... Oh, Willow turns the crow into a... Goat! Goat thingy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, He's so such he, a fuck up. So he fucks up again. And they use the battering ram. In they go. They never explain why she can't use magic while she's in animal form. Beats me. I mean, she can talk. Yeah, but she can't hold the wand. She has hooves. Use her now. mouth, or just stick the wand behind her, like her little, like little goat ear hoof th- or horn things, and just like waving around with her head while she's talking. I don't know. You just like poking holes in the plot. Anyways, I don't know what to tell you. So bad guys come in. Yeah, lots of fighting, lots of like you well, know arrow shooting. And this is Willow is running into the high tower for some reason. They never really explained that. Uh, and Troll. then he is attacked by trolls. Uh, well, looks like two trolls, and then the third one appears because. The game master decided, oh, crap, they tore through those trolls real quick. Let me just throw another one in just, just for funsies, just okay. to make it a little bit harder for them. Two things here that, that you you pointed out. So he uses the wand, actually, and turns the troll into this weird, gooey, brain-looking thing and uh, kicks it into the moat that's inside the castle, apparently. Uh, it's called an Orbersisk, a massive, fire-breathing, two-headed, dragon-like monster. Well, you get jumping ahead. The troll... Oh, gets sorry. reduced down into this brain thing. Willow kicks it into the moat that's inside the castle, because that makes sense. And the water's bubbling. I still don't know what Willow's doing at this point. Oh, uh, I think he's running away. Another something shows up, another troll? Yes, there's another troll that tries to eat him. And he pulls out one of the acorns. And he drops oh no, it. the acorn falls out of the pouch. And- well, he tries to pull it out to throw it at the troll. He drops it. It hits the, uh, the wooden plank of the bridge, which turns it into stone, and then it disappears forever. At this point, a plus effort, dude. Out of the bubbling water, it's like rolling. We know Willow's a fuck up at this point. Out of the 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 bubbling water comes the two headed Urborsk. You're looking at Wikipedia. Some someone just made up a name. That's a lowercase e, so it's not the name of it, but is the type of monster it is. Just go into Wikipedia and make something up for it. That sounds stupid. (laughs) Stupid monster. So there's the scene where the thing comes up. Everybody runs outside because they're like, "Holy shit!" And there's the you know the the comic scene where Matt Mardigan runs out with the bad guys. They're looking at this thing. Then Matt Mardigan looks over. He's like, "Ah, fuck!" He runs back in. Bad guys chase him back in. It is a specific monster to Willow, and it is called the Eborsisk. I'm seeing a bunch of like I just typed in Eborsisk, and they're all talking about the movie Willow. Anyways, more fighting ensues. Willow fights trolls and uh Oh, General Kale calls it an ember an emborsisk. He says an emborsisk by the gods, kill it, forget the man, slay the beast before it breathes. So I forget, but at some point in this battle Oh, that's right. Sorsha's watching Mad Mardigan fight all by himself yeah, against she's just standing and, in the middle of this battle yeah, and just falling watching. in love with him. And you know, he is single handedly Killing the entire garrison that has come. Yeah, and can I say she ha- she uses a sword, but she has a bunch of arrows. Uh, but she doesn't have a bow. That's a good point. Interesting. I think she had a bow in the beginning, and then they just forgot to give it to her during her scenes. So she's just walking around with the sword, and then a, a bunch of arrows. Yeah, a quiver. A, qu- a quiver of arrows. I didn't get it. Yeah. So yeah. So she's just looking at him lovey dovey as he fights off everybody. Uh, the general goes upstairs and finds Willow. Yep. The bad guys, and basically. Willow somehow fights off two of them because they just walk up to him. Willow, well, he runs up and 
Stabs they him. do nothing to protect themselves, and he hits one in the gut and then pushes the other one over. Yes, and so then the general comes up, knocks him down some stairs. We go back. The troops are fighting each other. They're fighting the big yep. evil creature, which I'm not calling by its name. I'm calling it a two-headed creature. Uh, and then Ark arrives with his army, army turning the tide of battle. Well, you're forgetting that Mad Mardigan not only I has killed nothing. all the troops, but now nothing. kills the evil, the evil monster. Yeah. And somewhere in this... Sorcerer's just like, I'm in love with him. This is wrong. And starts fighting by his side. This turns me on. Yeah, so now they're fighting it together. The general comes out, looks, and says, Knew what was going to happen. Grabs the baby by himself. Well, no. Grabs the baby, has some troops. The good guys come riding in the horses. They converge. Yeah, General Kale and his, like, five men run through the arcs, like, I don't know, like 50 men. Yeah, uh, they all get murdered as a uh, Kale because it's good for you. Who, yeah. who just rides off with the baby? Which is weird because it looks like later that day he arrives at the castle. Good point. Well, you forgot Willow came out. It's just like they took the baby. They took the baby, ah. and and doesn't even doesn't even flinch when all of a sudden he sees that the evil queen's daughter Sorsha is now part of the the good guys yeah well she even like runs over and it's like are you okay i know here it's just like touching him and trying to make him feel better it's like it, well this is weird yeah love love does strange things and then uh arc appears and he's like yep sorsha that sounds right yeah okay that's... apparently everyone knew sorsha was going to turn against uh there was even mother. a something a prophecy in the very beginning where one of the mages tells the daughter the queen and she says i trust my daughter more than you but you knew yeah. that. oh knockoff gandalf that's his name yep you know foreshadowing um anyways yeah so kale uh goes back to barmoda Favmorda, and orders the preparation of the ritual to banish a lower soul because killing her isn't enough yes so kale brings the baby to get her soul whatever which makes no just kill the fucking baby it's not that hard you need the the whole ritual which apparently takes the soul hours. will be turned to oblivion because then the baby will just come back i guess in fantasy movies, uh, the evil ritual is basically bad guy monologuing. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into how long apparently this ritual friggin' takes for you to, like, destroy a baby's soul. I don't get it. But anyways, so uh, we see that. And so uh, Ark's army, Willow, and uh, Mad Mardigan, and Shorsha, and the, the brownies, and who the... apparently show up for no reason, and the goat. Yep. Uh, which is actually a sorceress. Uh, they all arrive at Nakmar, which is apparently the Black Evil Castle's name. Is it just me or do all of a sudden they seem to have way more troops than they did in the beginning? Yep. Okay. Uh, they lay they lay siege to this cattle that this cattle this castle, and they are within like I don't know thirty feet of the castle gates. Arrow range. You were arrow this, range. This really pissed you off. They were so close to this <laughs> castle. Just shoot them with arrows. It's not hard. <laughs> And it's not like they don't have the technology. There are plenty of people with arrows. Sorsha walks around with a bunch of arrows for no reason, and she doesn't even have a bow. Anyways, so they get up there. I think Sorsha calls out her mother, you know, uh, apparently. Yeah, and it's weird. The General Kale arrives what looks like probably like 5 o'clock. They arrive at what looks like 8 o'clock. So it doesn't really seem like they're that far away from the castle. They stop for dinner. Well, yeah, yeah I can. I mean, they wanted to restock, um, kill any more troll i don't know i don't understand distances and time in this movie it wasn't that good none of it <laughs> seems that cohesive it's like yeah let's go walk over to this castle it's like two feet away 
Yeah, and not be shot by arrows. So the queen comes up, says, basically, screw you guys, and turns them on the pigs. Yeah, okay. And How come she can do magic without a wand? I think that the... Or is she the one? I think that the, the, the good sorceress, the, the female Gandalf of this, I think the wand was supposed to give her even more power to be able to f- defeat her. Oh, like an arcane focus. Yes. Cool. So it turns them all into... Total bullshit. Yeah, turns them all into... Pigs. Pigs. Which, except- I gotta say, this is a very disturbing scene, and I could imagine, like, a younger, like, yeah. you know, like, maybe 10 years younger type... Area, like like being like oh my fucking god yeah that's that's between the brain thing and the pig scene it's uh the, it's scarring for small children i will say that they went kind of dark all of a sudden yeah yeah it got, it got a little like weirdly graphic so you know the so the the goat sorceress says willow use the wand to protect yourself so all of a sudden he sits there and starts saying stuff and now for he can't change her back, but he can use the wand to protect himself from being changed into a pig. Apparently, if you're already a goat, you can't be changed into a pig. And Sorsha starts yelling at her mother on the castle wall saying, don't do this. She starts like kind of looking really sad, changes her daughter into a pig, starts cackling at the whole thing. Well, she got over, you know, her daughter betraying her pretty quick and was just like, hey, well, fuck you. When you can turn someone into a pig, you, you tend to get over betrayal quickly. Yes. I I know this from experience. So Willow's now sad and yep. says, we can't do this. Goat Sorceress says... God, I hate this part so yeah, much. Says, Actually, this you can do battle. it. You can do it. Change me back into a sorceress. So he goes through the whole process. She turns into an ostrich, a peacock. A, uh, a Yeah, a, a, a peacock. A llama? Then- a, yes, a llama because it had a very long neck or a giraffe, one of those, uh, and then into a lion and a couple of other things before tiger, tiger, and then she turns into a naked old lady. So the best part is the part I liked. You were just yelling at the screen. Was he's supposed to concentrate and not break his concentration? Meanwhile, she's being turned into this all this stuff. She's yelling at him, and you're yelling at the screen, saying, well, "If you just shut up, he could concentrate. Shut the fuck up, and he'll get you changed." Sooner. It was so funny. I, I was laughing, yelling like, "Concentrate! Oh God, Willow!" <laughs> <laughs> Willow, what are you doing? This is awful, Willow. It's like, shut the fuck up. He's working on it, woman. So, naked old lady, she realizes that she's been trapped started this for a long time. Willow gives her the wand. They bring the pigs in one by one in the yep. tent, change them all back. This Appar- must be a really fucking big tent. Apparently, it's a big like tent. Fit. And apparently, yeah, there's people. no guards on the castle walls yep. to see this happening. None are concerned that, hey, these pigs are all going into this one tent, yep. and we don't see anyone come back. The bad guys say, we can't do this. Willow says, I'm not a warrior, but I'm a farmer, and we have gophers? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Bad guys? No, no. The, the archmen. Yeah. yeah. The good guys are like, we can't storm this castle. We'll just yeah. get something. And he is like, well, gophers and... <laughs> they build, they dig trenches again because no guards are watching. What the fuck? <laughs> no one paid attention to the the trenches being built. No one paid attention to the men now walking around with shovels. No one paid attention to like horses and men going in these trenches and then putting a big tarp over their head so that they the people in the castle can't see them. Like we don't believe in guards being stationed and watching the the pigs outside. Yeah, well, or just guards in general, just to make sure everything's all right with the castle. There wasn't like another attack coming. Maybe it was really dark out. They had fires everywhere. So the next morning, 
See, this is why bad guys always get defeated, because they're fucking morons. The next morning, or they don't use common sense, one of those. Willow and now, what's the source, the good source, the female name? Razelle? Razelle. Yes, Razelle. Willow and Razelle walk up by themselves and say, we're going to defeat you. Surrender now and give us the baby. Evil general laughs at him. And instead of shooting them with arrows from the top of the, the safety of the top of the castle, says, go slaughter them. So five guys ride out on horses to just basically, I don't know, run them down. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, ha, huh, you've triggered my trap card. And they all come out of their gopher holes. And chase after the men. And... You know, if I was an evil general, I'd have no problem with just being like, all right, those five men are dead. Close the bridge. No, <laughs> yeah. they wait for those five men to get in. And then like, oh, no, it's too late to close the doors. Everybody gets through. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to say at this point. With uh, Sorsha. Wikipedia only says they tricked their way into the castle, which is probably the best way of putting that. Because if you just explained it, people would be like, what? This isn't a movie review. It's you reading Wikipedia. I'm glad I watched this movie and like it. I did watch it, and then I judged it harshly. Well, Stephen obviously can't remember anything. He's old, and I'm... Oh, hey! Argus killed by Kale. Yes. Oh, god damn it. All right, you stop talking, and I'll review the rest of the movie. Who is in turn slain by Mad Marty. Yes. Stop talking. So, this whole time while the battle is ensuing inside the castle walls, the... And this is a boring battle. Yeah, the ritual's still going on. Yeah. And at some point, it's raining out. Oh, now to start the... It's turned today, so clearly this ritual is lasting like 12 hours. So, first off, to get the ritual started, lightning strikes the altar. Blue lightning comes arcing out of the sky and and hits the altar, changes this goo stuff into, like, red stuff and bowls. They put the baby, who's all tied up in this weird stuff, on the altar. It looks like black tape. Yeah, they cut a little hair off and throw it into the bowls, and now it's, like, magic water blood goo. Um, And it's still going on the next morning. Battle ensues. Yeah, how hard is it to kill a baby? I don't know. They want to make sure the soul is trapped in somewhere forever. I'm just making that up. No, the soul is turned into a blip. So, Mad Mardigan and Eric lead the troops to fight in battle. Sorsha, Razel, and Willow go to free the baby. Uh-huh. A lot of cutscenes back and forth. To your point, Eric dies. Mad Mardigan all of a sudden really loves, loves his brother-in-arms and chases after the general to avenge him. Yeah, and... He, and- Eric uses this weird, like, punch sword thing. Not, yeah. not a punch dagger, but it's like this weird, like, gauntlet thing. Yeah, it's bizarre. And he just, like, punches his sword into things. It's pretty stupid. No wonder he died. Uh, back to the cutscene. Sorsha uh, and Rizal go in to save the... With Willow? No, Willow stays on the stairs. Oh, oh. Later, so, he arrives. Yes, yeah, so, you know, Sorsha's just like, Mom, stop it! Now, at this point, the evil queen... Wow, she didn't use her skin cream the, the night before because Ooh. she's looking more and more a like night. a lich at this point. Yeah, it's kind of scary. I, the 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 I didn't think the whole ritual was gonna make her like it's like making her like this evil creature or mortal thing. I thought it was just to destroy the soul of the baby. What happened to her? Oh, it's raining now too. Yeah, it, it, well, the rain smeared her makeup. Okay. Yeah, how is it raining inside? There's a hole in the oh, ceiling yeah. where the lightning came down. Yeah, that was stupid. Sorsha goes up to mom saying, you have to stop this. She goes to, like, I don't know, do something to her. She picks her up with magic, is going to slam her into a wall that has spikes on it. Roselle uses the wand, stops her. Sorsha crests to the ground, is now unconscious. Okay. Uh, this is where, this is awesome. So we have wizard no, battle. No, it's not. 
we cut back. Mad Morgan is fighting the evil general guy. Yes, he's fighting Kale. He hits him in the head, cracks the mask open. It's, you know, it's... You know, general Kale. General Kale. Surprise, under the mask. It was actually Willow in the entire yeah. time. More fighting ensues. Cut back to the the ritual room. Somehow... Oh, Sorcerer's killed all the wizard people before she get the, the, the mage acolytes before she dies. Cultists. Yeah, who apparently can't fight oh yeah cultists are really easy yeah if you so, look in the back are, of the monster right what now, are they like cr there. half or something cr quarter i believe oh wow um so the wizard panel they're using magic on each other you know yeah uh evil queen cast like engulfs her in fire firebolt i'm assuming she uses a cantrip mm-hmm. she's engulfed in fire or maybe it's just uh what's the wizard cantrip no, bonfire no. no uh it's the spell um uh, immolation. Ah, yes. When it drops you zero HP, you turn to uh, dust. Dust. Ash. Uh, Rizel uses the wand, and it's, you know, of course it has to do the opposite. It ra- Ray of Frost. I don't know. She gets... Wall of Ice. Yeah, gets covered <laughs> in it. You know, the flames magically go Cone up. of Cold. Cone of Cold. When you drop to zero HP, you turn in, or you get freeze in place. Yeah, so... someone comes and casts some sort of spell. Somehow the fire is off Rizel. She's unharmed. Obviously, Queenie breaks out of the ice. More fighting ensues. They do, I don't know, a little fighting. She gets lifted up by the wand, spins her around a couple times. It's kind of a weird scene. The the scene where they show Rizal doing it is disturbing as she's cackling and smashing her against walls. Cut back. Mad Mardigan still fighting big bad evil guy, you know, because he thought he killed them, but he didn't. Now they're up on, like, a bridge or something weird. Um, yep. Uh, and then Bab Marta eventually beats up raziel yeah there's a there's a fist fight that's awesome yeah um, <laughs> why use wand when fist works so bad? it's fantastic uh willow decides hey maybe i should get up and get the baby while this is going on in Nakmar, we use fist yeah Wah. grabs the baby starts kind of backing out rizel gets knocked back knocked down unconscious unconscious we cut back mad martigan has now killed the evil general he, he stabbed him like eight times and then he does the old uh does the old the sword falls down right out of firefly right out of serenity you know uh, kicks puts his foot down serenity on did it after the match don't care um kicks the sword up pulls him down on the sword and kills him yeah cut back and then throws him off the the castle yeah cuts back to willow Willow says, I'm an almighty, you know, she's like, give me the baby. He's like, I'm an almighty sorcerer. I can defeat you. Now he all of a sudden knows how to use the wand, but he doesn't. He picks out the acorn and throws it at her. This time he actually hits his target. It hits her. She starts turning to stone. Willow's like, hooray. I'm evil, useful. Evil queen goes about down to her elbow and she's like, yeah, fuck this. And you know, comes you know, turns it back up, and she's and is just like, "You're a fucking joke, dude, stupid peck." And he's just like, "I will send the baby to a plane where you cannot reach her." Blah blah blah. Goes behind some rocks and comes back out with apparently what he thinks is the baby. Goes up and gives her the swaddling with the baby in it she opens it up and is like no where's the baby now we didn't include the scene in the very beginning where before the whole uh picking the apprentice willow's doing bullshit like carny magic and one of the things is he's going to make a pig disappear the pig disappears it turns out he just put it under the table and the pig runs out so we've seen this before full circle 
Yeah, so like we've seen this before. Movie. Foreshadowing. Rizal has woken up at this point. I think Sorsha has too. And is going, you know, the queen's going to slaughter Willow. And I forget what happens, but she knocks over the evil bowls. Well, she raised, Red, she accidentally triggers the ritual's final stage, which is a lightning bolt. And the but the bowls that have all the, all the stuff in it, the red stuff, have knocked to the ground. So this red mist comes up. Mist is always bad and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she, yeah. you know, gets hit by lightning and then is engulfed in the red mist. Apparently, this is, is banishing gone. her own soul by yeah, accident. Is gone. Yeah, she's gone. Crappy ending. It was random freak chance. And I think by knocking the bulls over, she started the whole process, which yeah. I don't understand why they couldn't do in the first place to kill the baby. But hey, you know, uh, well, Reza- first you need thirteen hours of monologuing. You just know she was walking around this baby for thirteen hours, just like, and I'm going to kill you, and here's my detailed plan and how I'm going to do it. And here is Mike. He is our newest cultist. We're so happy he's here. <laughs> Anyways, Rizal freaks out. She's like. Wait! the baby thinking that all of a sudden willow has the power to send it to a different plane willow walks over behind the rocks and she's like here's the baby it was just my old hiding the pig trick yeah yeah uh, apparently the baby is totally quiet while this massive battle is going Where? on even though it's cried every other fight yay we won they go outside there's a big thing sasha and mad martigan are obviously in love now because now in they're they're you know, Sorsha's instead of being dressed in all black, she's now dressed in white, so she's a good guy. Yeah, you can tell because she's wearing different clothes. Yes, you know, there's a scene. Uh, you know, they they talk to Willow about how great he is. Willow goes home. Oh, they put him on a miniature horse, and they gave him a magic book. Oh, that's right. See, you didn't think I watched this. You're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes home. Willow was greeted as a hero by his community. Community. He does something mean to the big bad evil. He wasn't evil. He just didn't want to be there. He was a dick. Or what did dick. he do to him? I forget what he did to him, but it was oh. something. It was oh, Fargo cut. He he turned we he turned something into a bird using his magic book, and the bird poops on him. Ah, that's what it was. That sounds right. Ha! You got bird poop on you. Uh, the uh, the oh, Mad uh, not Mad Marion Willow runs to his wife. They they do the 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 running to each other and hug, and it's the most awkward hug in the history of movies it is the... I don't 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 put your head near me yeah it's okay movie over yeah movie over uh, i don't think we actually need to review it because i think people will get the <sighs> feeling of what our review thinks of by listening to Stephen complain i'm going with a solid four out of ten whoa i'm giving it a seven and a half out of ten fine i'll go to like five it it was meh i if i was by myself i would have stopped watching it you were hanging out with me and you did start. Stop no, pushing. I was working on other things while half watching it because I was bored by it. I don't know why you're so excited by this movie. It's I went in literally knowing nothing and I was still disappointed. It was one of those movies that I remember from when I was younger and I thought it was great at the time. Yeah, yeah, I expected nothing. It held up well. It, sure. The uh, the special effects were very nice. Uh, except for a couple of like the magic spells. Where it's just I mean, like, it's 21 eh. years old. I, I, I get that. 30 years old? It's 30 fucking years old. Yeah, cool. No excuse for sloppy story writing. You just had an issue with the travel time. I had that an was... issue. I, my, my main issue was travel time. They're stupid hats. <laughs> Everyone had a stupid hat except for Willow. Yeah. Actually, I think he did get a stupid hat eventually. I did like the fact that they, you know, they had... The, the quest was two parts. 
you know, the first part of the quest he's by given. McGuffin. He's given the quest by his, you know, by his village. Yep. Goes out, tries to, and fulfills the quest that they gave him by giving it to a Dakini or humans. Dakini. Yep. And then quest part two happens when he meets shiny fairy princess in the woods. Same kind of quest, but yeah, more where detail. Was she in this final battle. Being useless. In the forest. Um, Being useless. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it it's plot development? Sure. Okay, it's a reach, but... Basically, there's like, well, we don't know how to get him high enough level before he fights his castle. Let's just have him do some other stuff real quick. Mm-hmm. I did like sense. I did like Valcomer in it. Eh. Uh, no, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't real genius, Val Kilmer. I'm gonna start making references that you'll have no clue about. So it's not that hard. It, uh, if you haven't seen Real Genius, watch it. It's great. But same kind of Val Kilmer when he's in the beginning of his career was more of a comic actor, and that was kind of his role in this. He was he was sort of a buffoon fighter in this, but he kind of made a dark turn. Probably the best movie I was ever in, Heat. Uh, if you want to see one of the best gun battles in the history of movies, watch Heat. The bank robbery gun battle is amazing. Anyways, so... <laughs> I was looking at my notes, and there's a part where Val Kilmer is trying to express his love to Shore Shove, and I put, let me convince you, dot, 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 with my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm... I, I understand that this is a very significant movie for your childhood and brought you to be the man you are today. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it was okay. Had I been alive in the 80s, I probably would have thought it was great. Eh, yeah. is my, my main response. The, really, my main problem was the costume design. Like It was poor. It is natural, like, 80s crappy costume design. Yeah. And I still have no idea. The mummy pants with the noun outfit on top. Like, bold statement, Miss, Miss Queen. Very bold. Or, you know... Val Kilmer and like a weird skirt thing and then like he somehow gets new clothes and then he gets this stupid armor with like this weird Mongol helmet on it and then he immediately loses the helmet within two minutes because of course it's a stupid looking helmet. Yeah. There's the skull mask dude with like the weird metal metal cylinders on the side of his head. Awesome. Yeah. Even Willow's is like, uh... Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'll give you that. good. I'll give you that. But the stupid elf spirit thinking in the forest stupid like, but given the time frame that it was in i'll yeah, give you the yeah. costumes the special effects were great yes the special effects were good and i will give it that george lucas did a good job with that he did well actually he wrote the story so ron howard I ron howard and, I ron think howard and the spielberg i think was the producer i don't know um i didn't pay attention it's i liked it yep uh steven obviously would not recommend it if, I, I i didn't say that if you are okay with like like if you have a fondness for like eighties fantasy movies, this would probably be pretty good. There you go. Like weird fantasy happy stories, go for it. I will not watch it again. I don't blame you. So for all eighteen people of you that listen and anyone that follows us on Twitter, we will put the post up of the next movie to vote on. So we will just go majority rules. I think, let's see, what do we want to put on there? We have a bunch. Oh, let me pull that up real quick. I got that thing. Uh, I'm, let's see, I'm looking at Ladyhawk, Aragon. Uh, Berserk, one. 
Dragon Slayer 1981, Dudes and Dragons 2015, The Next Dungeons and Dragons, Wrath of the Dragon God from 2005. Please, no. Uh, we are very excited in two years, if we're still doing this podcast, for Dungeons and Dragons in 2021. Yes. Uh, but you guys can't vote for that one because that'll be two yeah. years from now. Uh, there's the Dungeons and Dragons TV series from 1983. Fantastic. Don't make me watch it, please. <laughs> uh, Aragon from 2006. Ugh. Knights of Bedastum, which That's I put on movie. there because I like Peter Dinklage and he's hilarious. That's a it. fucking great movie. Uh, Kroll, 1983. Another great movie. Lady Hawk, 1985. Vote for that one. Uh, the Gamers, uh, the first The Gamers from 2002, mostly because I want to get to The Gamers Darkness Rising 2 from 2008. Okay. And then we could always rewatch Willow, I guess. No. So we'll put probably four of them out there. So that's our idea. Uh, you guys can more than welcome to give us your ideas. Yes. And we will we will just go with majority rules. So yeah. vote. Take a look for the stuff on Twitter. Our Twitter uh, handle is at dump underscore stat. Yeah. I got it right. Yay. I don't think you did. Okay. Stat underscore dump. Oh, fuck. Stat dump. Right. Because dump stat was already taken, so I had to like flip it. So okay. it's dump stat. Say it again so people know. At oh wait, fuck, I got messed up too. <laughs> One sec, <laughs> let me. Uh, stat underscore dump. Stat dump. Okay, great. <laughs> again, stat underscore dump. So we've got that. We've got uh, our blog. Uh, Dumpstatadventures.com. Check that. I know about. I can't imagine too many people are listening to this podcast that also haven't read our blog. True, I would agree with that. We'll also be putting a are lot they of bo- blogs or are they articles? Because I keep going back and forth on them. I would probably say at this point it's more of a website with articles on it. Um, Does that make us journalists? <laughs> oh God, please no. And yeah, so check out the stuff, guys. We love feedback, and we need feedback. Chris loves feedback. No, we. I like praise. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Comments help us make our products better. So <laughs> only when they make us feel better about ourselves. Steven is very needy. Say, I'm needy. Whatever. All Everyone right. One asking for attention. Steven, say goodbye. Goodbye, Steven. <laughs> goodbye. Wait, why are we saying goodbye? We never say goodbye in this thing. I don't know. Except for you. You're the you're the one that wants to say goodbye at the end of every podcast. How about we just cut it?